The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on radio, radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also Sons of Liberty. Media.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you would like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and right there at the top of the page, you'll see Bradley's show is on the left. That show from yesterday is still up until 3 o'clock today. Once it come, once 3 o'clock turns around, uh, he will go live right there at the top of the page. Right now, we're on the right side of the page. All you got to do is click on the button and you can join us there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. We're on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, as well as Twitch at Setting, uh, setting Brushfires, and also on 
uh, Roku device. If you got one of those, we're on Cutting Edge TV on Roku. So be sure to check those out. Also, you can sign up for a newsletter right below where we're streaming live. That's there. We don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. And uh, you get one email from us a day, and that includes the morning show archive. So all the stuff we're going to talk about today will be in there. So be sure to sign up for that so you get it. If you'd like to uh, help us and support us, and you believe in our message both on the Internet, the radio, and as we're out among the people and teaching our Christian constitutional heritage, click on the Donate button and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. We appreciate that very much as well. And then also, our store is available. So if you are... uh, uh, if you're if you're a drummer out there, let me just pull this up. If you're a drummer out there, uh, our deal this week, if you will, is normally sixty dollars. This Bradley Signature Deadlock Drum Pad. It's a metronome for drummers. That's what it is. And uh, this week you can get one of those through Saturday midnight tonight midnight for fifty percent off when you use the promo code fifty drums. That's the number fifty drums, all one word. Fifty drums gets you fifty percent uh, off, and that's through midnight tonight. If you want to pick that up now. I know some of you guys who are listening to pre-show music, I'm putting some things there so there's not five minutes of silence. The, the radio audience doesn't know this. And I know I threw a little curve at you this morning, but I got in touch with my friend uh, Leah McHenry, and uh, Leah has been on the Sons of Liberty before to talk about what she's doing. Uh, she is a homeschool mom, uh, wife, and a musician, and she's also some sort of a marketing genius here, too. She helps people with marketing music and things of that nature. And uh, some of you are asking me, well, is that st-? so I asked her last night, I said, Lee, can, can I play this during the five minutes there and I'll promote, you know, your work. So she released that song that you heard called Sleeping Giant yesterday on uh, com. That's where you can find all her music. She's a Celtic metal artist. Okay. I know. Homeschool mom, Christian. <laughs> I know it's hard to, to figure that out for some people. I, I know it's hard. Most of her songs don't have the growling. She calls it the growling. Um, but the words, the words are great. Freedom comes when you learn to let go. A leap of faith transcends all you know. Believing will reveal the state of your soul. A sleeping giant awakens. And then she talks about overcoming tyranny. Um, and a lot of her music has that kind of thing. So if you like what you hear, that's the single. She's got several albums out. One of my favorites is... Um, is the Highlands, but you can pick that up. You can also uh, join up. She's on Spotify, so if you've got Spotify or anything like that, um, you can listen to her music there as well. And also for you ladies, she wrote a book some years back called Dishes or Diapers, Dishes, and Dominion, How Christian Housewives Can Change the World. I think you'll find that it's, uh, it's only being printed, I guess, by American Vision now. Uh, so it's quite expensive, but I would highly recommend that you pick that up if you're interested. I'll have the links in the show archives later this morning. Now, we're waiting on Kate, and I haven't gotten a message back from her just yet. I'm adjusting my mic here. I haven't ju- uh, I haven't gotten a message back from her. She said, we're going to talk about mucus today. I was going to go get my kids' fake slime and, you know, kind of do a little prop there for the video audience, but I decided against it. Uh, so we're waiting on her to come in, and she's taking care of her daughter, who's who's ill right now. So I don't know if she's going to be able to join us. We're, we're going to see. Everything's still open, and we'll find out what goes on there. But at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, let me share with you a couple of things that we've got out. Yesterday, video about mass funeral protests for children. This is out of Switzerland, I believe. I believe that's where it was. Switzerland? Yeah, Switzerland. And who? this was for children who died from Pfizer shots 
even as tens of thousands died in Europe and 3.5 million injuries were recorded following the COVID shots over there in Europe. Okay? And there was a video to go along with this. Um, let me just close this off. I'm going to show this to the video audience. But you can see they have uh, put Pfizer on the caskets. They put names of children who have died. And they've made a protest out of it that Pfizer is killing their children. Now, why are we allowing Pfizer to exist here in the United States any more than we allow Bayer or any of these other criminal organizations that were tied to the Nazis? Uh, now we've got Moderna. Now we've got Johnson & Johnson who've been committing crimes against the American people for I don't know how many decades. We still allow them to exist. Why is that, people? Why is that? Again, there was a time where the people had control over corporations. Corporations are not people. They're not individuals, despite what the Supreme Court says. They're not. And you can see the danger in allowing corporations to become multinational in the sense that they no longer have any kind of allegiance to the people to whom they have their business on their soil. And that's a huge that's a huge problem uh, that's going on. But this is a, a protest against Pfizer for the children it has murdered. There there is no there's no nice way to say it. They have murdered them uh, in the name of making money and taking control. Okay, that's what they've done. Also at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, the USPIS. If you don't know what that is, it's the United States Postal Inspector Service is acting as a spy agency for government and law enforcement, and they're illegally hacking your phone. First, they were going through the mail, and in case you were you know, ordering ivermectin from some country and it was coming through, they were going through your mail to find out what you had ordered and then keeping it from getting to you. This is how criminal this whole thing is. Okay, Now they're illegally hacking your phone and turning over the data to... Law enforcement. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. If you find out they've done it to your phone, you need to sue their pants off. And you will win it. Okay? You will win it. Uh, also, SonsLibertyMedia.com. The Army will unlawfully begin discharging vaccine refusers immediately. This is part of the criminality, too, of this scamdemic. Okay? And then finally, over on SonsLibertyMedia.com, Canadian pastor Artur Pulowski to the truckers and supporters, the world is watching, hold the line. And you've seen the threats from the police chief out there to deal with any officers who might offer assistance, water, food, gasoline, help them fix a tire, anything like that. They were going to go after officers for that. But this is such a passionate, moving talk that Pastor Artur gives. I'm just going to play it, okay? I'm not going to interrupt it. I'm going to play it, and then we're going to bring Kate on. She's on hold with us. But I want you to hear what he has to say, because this message not only applies to Canada, it applies to everywhere where the people are standing up. Take a listen to Pastor Artur. People in my country in 1980, finally, they said, our children are worth fighting for. And they did it, and they took it to the streets, and they paralyzed the entire system. Yes, thousands were arrested. Yes, people were tortured and beaten. Yes, there is a price attached to freedom. How do you think the second war ended? 
Millions had to die. How do you think the first war ended? Millions had to die. And that's the price that we have to be willing to pay if our children are going to have a free and democratic society. This is our time. For two years we have been dancing polka with them. For two years we have been trying our best to reason with the villains. But I know villains. See, bully will never stop bullying. He will keep stealing from you all the time. They have, they have big appetites, those greedy dogs. <laughs> you have power now. Don't give it away. The eyes of the world again are here on this little border. And the world is watching you. Will you give in? Will you stop fighting? Will you stop defending the rights of the of the free Canadians? No. And now you have some, for whatever reason, just before we are going to get our freedom, are telling you give up. Right before thousands of people are willing to come to support you. Now you're going to abandon them. What are you going to say? Oh, we've changed our plans? What are you going to say to those today and yesterday? Every single minute, I got thousands of messages. Thousands. I mean, this thing never stops. People saying, we're coming to courts. We're coming to the Milk River. We're coming to support. We're bringing it. What do you need? What do they need? We're coming. Thousands upon thousands of people are coming. They don't have enough RCMP officers to deal with that. That's right. They don't have enough army to deal with that. Remember, you have the power now. Do not give it away just because it feels right. And yes, some of you might be arrested. Yes, some of you might pay the price. I'm not going to teach you that is pleasant and beautiful on concrete in jail facing the biggest guns in the country, it's not. They don't treat us well over there, especially when you're a pastor. Three days on concrete and two nights, every half hour they banged on my door. They did not allow me to sleep for three days and two nights. They roughed me up, they stripped naked me, they put chain on my leg, and yet I'm still here with you. Yes. Those people don't play fair. They're coming here with their badges and they're telling you that they represent the law. No, they're representing, they represent lawlessness. They are gangsters for the biggest mafia that there is, Kenny's mafia. And it's up to you now for the first time in two years to rise up, to stand up and to hold the fort. And if this is our Alamo, so be it. And if you don't want to be here, no one is stopping you. You can take your car or your truck and you can go. There is a huge rally in Calgary. There is a huge rally in Edmonton. You can join them. No one will think of you as a coward. Everyone has to face the giants of the lands. But I'm telling you, there is this huge opportunity right now that we have been given God has given us this moment in history. Why? Because international media are watching you right now. That's power. During 1980, 
there was an order to shoot the protesters, to kill them. But because of the American media, they backed away from doing this because they knew the whole world will see what is happening in Gdańsk in 1980. Right now, the whole eyes of the entire world are fixed on this little place. That's right. And you can do the right thing, or you can pack and honk around Parliament, legislature, fine. But I'm telling you, they're honking around Parliament right now for a week. Yeah. How long are we going to be honking? For a month? For two? They're not really afraid of our honks. What they're afraid of is this. People coming together and paralyzing their system. Polish people did it the right way. They said, we shall not cooperate with the villains. We do not work for the KJB and Russians. We will not work for you anymore. They walked out of their jobs. Albertans, walk out of your jobs. In solidarity with the truckers, say to your employers, you're implementing those mandates. I will not give you my money and I will not work for you. If every man and every woman would do that, within a week, all the mandates would be gone. Yeah. That's power. Yeah. We have started something that they cannot stop. So Somebody should say amen. They have to use psychological warfare, threats, or terror, fear, or arrest you. Well, here I am. I'm sure there are some spies here. You want to arrest me? I'm not hiding. Arrest me. And from jail, I will be yelling and screaming the same message. Canadians, rise up, stand up. So that's what I have to say. In 1981, tens of thousands of Polish people were arrested. In 1981, they outlawed solidarity movement. They said anyone that belongs to the movement will be arrested, and many were. My wife's mother wanted to escape the hell, the communistic hell, and she was caught. My wife was born in prison. I know what I'm talking about. I know because I lived through it. And I'm telling you for the sake of your children, here is your opportunity to hold the fort. Do not break the line. Don't do it. And may God, may God help us all because We don't fight with guns and swords. We don't fight with tasers and and the the police vehicles. We don't. We just want to go back and work hard and achieve something and provide for our families. We just want to be left alone. But they're not leaving us alone. And they keep coming and coming with more and more and more. And this will never end. You thought when you get the first job, it's going to end. I told you two years ago, they came for the pastors. Be sure of it. They're going to come for you as well. Look at us. We all are in this pickle together. Do you see them stopping? Trudeau Castro has bought 12 jobs for every one of you. He has big plans, this boy. (laughs) I'm telling you, we got to break those plans. We have to stop them in the middle of them running. So be blessed. 82 came. It was hard. It was hard to see machine guns and check stops and military everywhere and tanks and it was very hard. 
It was very hard. You couldn't go out. There was curfew. So many people arrested. So many people tortured. So many be beaten. And yet, they hauled the line. They did that. And in 1989, the Iron Curtain got broken. And the Berlin Wall has fallen. And the eyes of the world was watching all of that. And solidarity has become a symbol of freedom and resistance. In 1989, Poland had the first free and democratic election after the second war. We don't have elections anymore, friends. No. Don't kid yourself. You think we've elected our officials? No. They were appointed. Yeah. We have no say in democracy anymore. We've lost democracy. Canada is not a democratic nation anymore. And if those two years didn't didn't show you that, then you must be blind. Yeah. Exactly. We need our country back. How are you going to get your country back? If you're not going to stand up, stand up. Yeah. And thousands are coming to help you. That's right. To stand yeah. up. Yeah. Be blessed. Right. Amen. 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 Pastor Arturo Pulowski and uh, you know, we've got Kate here with us. And I kind of see her expressions. There, there seems to be a lot of emotion there, and and a lot of shaking of the head, saying, "Yep, this is what it is." You've been through some of this too, Kate. What's your, what's your thoughts on uh, what Pastor Arthur was saying? Well, it's absolutely correct. And if if you're prepared to stick your head up, then you you take what comes with it. And you know, he talks about being taken in prison and making it difficult. Um, I'm a woman, and and I was arrested. And it was 32 hours in a cell. And I mean, they, they came, I think, every 20 minutes or half an hour, they check. Uh, but they leave the lights on. The light's not dark. I mean, I, luckily, I can sleep through anything. Nothing keeps me awake. And, but, um, and I, I chose to fast. But it's, uh, as I've said before, you know, the conditions in there are better than what I've seen in some countries I've visited. But it, they will do that. And they do it through history. And if you look what's happening... They're tightening the ratchet all the time. And I believe in Australia, they've just announced, you know, everyone's got to have an injection, otherwise you face prison. I mean, if that doesn't wake people out of their slumber. But there is another thing as well, and I've been thinking about it a lot over the last 24 hours. You know, we have all the trucks now heading for London, all over the UK. Uh, they're all heading for London, uh, and they're aiming to get down here, and then they're aiming to stop the traffic in London on Monday morning. And I believe everywhere is doing this around the world. And, and what's really sad is where I live in, in suburbia, it's like nothing's happening. So you see this happening in places, but then when everyone dissipates and goes back to where they live, it continues. Now, these people, um, these Satanists, they're not going to stop because they're fighting for their lives. This has been planned for years. They've been chosen for this time. They've been chosen as part of the globalist agenda. And they're not going to stop. They know that if they stop, they're going to be uh, facing a very unsavory end. And so the other thing is when a, when a plan comes together, like what has been orchestrated for years, it's not just one attack. It's a multi-pronged attack. And they have planned for every eventuality. If you read the Rockefeller lockstep, they know that this will happen. And, and so when people keep saying, this is what I've been thinking, all around I keep hearing, um, you know, I was meant to be speaking in Bournemouth this weekend, but my daughter is here from university and she's really sick. 
Has she got COVID? No, she has not. She's got a snotty nose, mucus, feeling unwell because she's detoxing. So let's just get that out of the way. And I'm giving her some mommy TLC and juice and everything else. But, you know, when the people were fighting in the trenches in illegal wars, did they go over the top of those trenches and go, trenches and go, love and light. They're our enemies, but we need to love them as the bullets were whistling past their heads. No, they didn't. And I've been reading some pretty horrendous uh, tweets uh, on a, fa- a little secret account I've got, but I don't really post anything from someone I knew very well. And their hatred spewing is unbelievable towards her fellow man. And, I, and I've said to a few people, if we stood there and said, uh, sorry, if the government, these globalists said, okay, folks, you can have your old life back, everything back to normal holidays, no nose swabs, no masks, nothing. You can have everything back the way it was on the condition that you hand in or grass on all those that won't have an injection, all those that are saying the things that we don't like, and they have to be executed. How many of those that are having their injections going along with it all would say, okay, and I bet you it's a huge number that will hand the likes of us in. We are at war. And and to listen to this pastor, this man of God speak, he's absolutely correct. It's a battle. And we're not told to just sit down and do love and light. We're told to stand up. That's right. We're told to win authority. We're told to, to take control and and not have fear not have any fear at all. When you try to save your life, you lose your life. When you hand your life over to Christ, you save your life. That's right. So we have we have to do this. And so, you know, I was told yesterday uh, by a gentleman, oh, you know, you must come out. It's an opportunity for you to clear your name. Clear my name for what? I've stood up from the beginning. And don't think that You've got the these people that are pushing it on one side, these people that are standing for freedom on the other. You've got infiltrators right over here that will also try and attack and cause cause breakups. It's all there. This is what divide and conquer. I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I'm right there, right there with that pastor. But, you know, my time for going on the street and shouting the same thing is I've moved forward with that. And, you know, this is where our men, our men are in... I know there's women in those trucks, but this is where we need men, full on brawn. They're bigger. We are the fairer sex. We need them standing up and holding that line. And what do we do? We're behind. We're giving them all the food and everything they need. And when I heard this police chief say, anyone helping them, you know, we're going to get their registration numbers. Anyone helping them? um, Any police siding with it? Hang on a minute. Where's the law that says, uh, helping a trucker is against the law. And That's he right. talks about it of terrorism. So I put this to you folks, folks of the United Kingdom. If they are saying that this is this is terror terrorism, our councils are terrorizing the public. There are mask signs everywhere. They are playing these silly That's right. recordings everywhere. Um, there could be COVID um, in, in in places, you know, just waiting to get on you. Nicola Sturgeon wants to chop pieces off doors. This is the leader in Scotland. Pieces off doors 
to let COVID come in and out. You know, next they'll be calling for a COVID saloon door so that COVID can come in and out indiscriminately. I mean, it's complete mental. These people, these councils are terrorising us, the public. And we are paying them council tax. Well, take so Kate. We that's 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 what we pointed out before. The real definition of of terror, uh, terrorism, or a terrorist is government by intimidation. That's what that's what it used to mean. And we even even I've got caught up into that because you're speaking about well, in some instances you do have people who are trying to uh, subvert government through that. So I guess you could apply that to some people. But what the people in Canada are doing, what the people in the UK are doing, what the people in the US and all around the world who are pushing for freedom is not trying to undermine government, it's trying to put government back where it's supposed to be. That it, It's very limited. It's supposed to be there to do very limited things and to leave the people alone. To, but now it's become a moneymaker. It's become virtually virtually every town, not all of them, but virtually every town, every county, every state, it, the, every federal government in the world, almost, not, not maybe all of them, but virtually all of them, have become incorporated, which means they're there to make money, not to administer the law, Romans 13, as they're supposed to do under those countries who have constitutions who have limited them to that, and they want them to do just that, but they've gone out. And so the people are saying, no, 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 you need to get back in the box, beast. You need to go back in the box, and we're not going to feed you. We're not going to feed you for now. You've been a bad boy. We're going to put you in the box or we're going to dissolve you, one or the other. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, people of the UK, stop paying your council tax. When they contact you, then you send them a letter that you cannot fund a terrorist organization. That's all you say. Um, You've kind of frozen, Tim. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, I've lost you. I've lost your visual. So that's what people need to do because we're paying for the police. We're paying for the councils. We need to stop paying it. That's what we need to do. And uh, there's a wonderful man who's giving me a template for a letter. I've got some people to send it to. I can send you um, the letter with the redacted details and you can maybe put it up. But people stop paying your council tax. Um, This is exactly what we need to stop your direct debit. This is a terrorist organization terrorizing the people. And, you know, I I listen to everything that's going on. And and this takes me on to, incidentally, you know, the nurses. And I mentioned this last week, the nurses all throwing their uniforms and now they've had this stay of execution, or so they think. Uh, They're being told they're not going to lose their jobs. But Sajid Javid in his speech said uh, he's going to be speaking to the, the governing bodies. Well, that's the Nursing and Midwifery Council taken over by the government in 2001. And what did I what did I get this week? Two nurses this week who are facing dismissal because they won't have the injection. So they're still doing this. They're still pushing it through. And as I was saying last week, everybody needs to read the mandate, the NHS mandate for 2021-22. It's all in there. They're going to be providing 50 million more appointments. That means they're expecting 50 million more people to need medical intervention. Why? Because they're making you sick. And this whole agenda is making you sick. And this is what is happening. I was hearing a lot of nurses saying, 
you know, they, they're not backing the truckers because of the noise um, and it's political, but it's not. It's all interlinked. Every bit of it is interlinked. We can't say, well, we're not supporting you, but we want you to support us when we come out for our thing. We all have to support one another. Um, you know, divided we fall. So we need to stand together and conquer. And I, I it's almost incredulous to believe that Justin Trudeau suddenly goes, oh, I've got COVID. Well, hang on a minute. Do you ever have a headache without symptoms? No, you don't. You have a headache. Do you ever have a hemorrhage without symptoms, you know, bleeding that you can see on your body? I'm having a, um, an asymptomatic hemorrhage. Rubbish. You have symptoms. Yeah. Even if you have an internal hemorrhage, you have symptoms. Well, let's, let's, let's be... Yeah, let's it's be clear crazy. about what Justin did. What he said was in his tweet, not that he had COVID, he said, I was around somebody who tested positive for COVID, and so therefore I must self-isolate according to the rules, which the rules aren't even that. And then we find out he didn't self-isolate. He went to, he went across the border into the United States. Now, why we would let that traitor in, well, I do know because we have traitors in the White House uh, and in our government here. So and, I, and the God. The border guards yep. stand together. Why yeah. are you letting them in? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know either. I don't know either. But look, let's let's get to let's get to the meat of the matter because I, I, there's a lot of passion in this. This is why I wanted to, to play Pastor Artur and get your statement too because you've been in there too. They put you in jail over things that and they shouldn't have. Say, yeah. Just to say, Robert Bullock still has the money raised with the Crowd Justice Fund. I never asked for it to be paid into my personal account. I have a barrister now onto him. And he still has the money. He's delaying, delaying, delaying. This is since November. Doesn't have a license to litigate. Do you, Robert Bullock? No license to litigate. You have no place representing me. I've not had any invoices. I've not had any hours of work that's been done. And none of my witnesses had given statements, written statements. I hadn't seen any. So hand the money over, the crowd's money, everybody knows, to my barrister. And I believe you have till Monday. And then we're going to take it from there because that is now a matter for the police. Yeah. Yeah. And just that we had you on before to kind of give your side of the story where people were, were saying all these bad things about you. You never put your hands on the money. It was to go to the barrister. Same thing will happen with this. You've got another barrister who's willing to take it to him as well as uh, to the police and anybody else involved with all of these, these kind of crimes. Now, we're talking today uh, about the disease process, and then you're going to help people understand there were people who blazed the trail uh, long before there was a Kate Shimerani uh, to come out and talk about dietary healing. So let's get into that. How does the body get diseased? How do, A lot of it is, we've, we've talked about, about being toxic, things that we're taking into our bodies, both through our mouth and through our ears, eyes, and other ways into our minds. So go ahead, Kate, let us know what you got. Well, first of all, I'm going to do this in four parts. I'm going to do four shows. It's so fast. It blows my mind. Now, just to put you all in the picture, in case you're new, I had breast cancer 10 years ago, lobular invasive, grade two and three with a high pleomorphic presentation. Three independent studies showed no survival at five years, 20% at two years. I only did surgery. I refused radio, chemo, tamoxifen, Zolidex. For anyone who's saying, oh, you're here because the surgery, well, why did they offer me the rest? And why did the studies say that if I'd have done all of it, I'd still be dead? But the Gerson therapy that I did is bang on this. So look, this is really interesting. Um, I want to go through 
that there were founding fathers of this. And one of those was a doctor, Professor, Arnold, uh, Professor Eret, Arnold Eret, and he had Bright's disease, uh, glomerulonephritis, which is incurable. And he did himself a mucusless diet. And so it's really quite, it's really quite interesting. And that was in 1914. 1914, he established that this leads, this mucus in the body, when it's not eliminated, then it goes hard and then you get this disease everywhere. And it's really interesting. Now, he opened up um, clinics over Switzerland and cured lots of people. And he said, when the normal secretive organs become unable to cope with the disposal of the excess mucus, it will enter the bloodstream and cause heat, inflammation, pain, fever at such spots where the vessel system has contracted. So, you know, I, I was out yesterday with Katrina and we were walking and we were on the Sussex Downs and, and my tissue got so wet that um, I didn't have one anymore. And for the first time in my life, I blew my nose like this, where you hold a nostril and you just snot on the ground. And then I blew the other one and, you know, it cleared completely. The drip stopped and I wasn't keep sniffing it back up. And then I walked the rest of the journey completely all right. Fabulous. So it's really interesting. And my daughter upstairs, copious amounts of snot, mucus are coming out of her nose. And I said to her, you're detoxing. So what we see where people are called, um, you know, they get, they're getting sick and we hear, oh, they've got a cold. Oh, they've got flu. Oh, they've got influenza. It's all detoxing. And depending on, on wh- wh- whatever the illness is, even when we hear about cystic fibrosis, they get lots and lots of mucus in their gut and it then goes hard. And in their lungs, it's all the same. So there were, there were different doctors who led the way. But I want to talk about this one first. It's so vast that when I do next week's show, I'm going to do it in, in, in a chronological order because I've now announced our first nursing course, which is to start in May. And I'm overwhelmed with the amount of people, even who aren't nurses, who have contacted me, even the most um, educated and qualified nurse from Australia who has given me some horrific information of what they do to the babies in the neonatal units in Australia and how they test drugs on them. And she has um, given me all kinds of info, but she's right up for it as well. All these people, people who want to be nurses, all coming out and they're going to be trained in this. So I want to just start with a little bit because it's it's incredible. When we ask for a disease story from people, <laughs> sorry, daughter number two has just wanted in. <laughs> we have to ask these questions. How long have you been sick? How did the doctor call your disease? What did he name your disease? Because they've normally got a name for something. And if they haven't got a name for it, like they'll say irritable bowel, your bowel's irritated. You're damn right your bowel's irritated because all disease begins in the gut. Um, it's, it's quite bizarre. What was the nature of your treatment? What did they give you? Did they give you pharmaceutical drugs? Because that's more poison as well. And you can be poisoned, top three causes of death, heart disease, cancer, and pharmaceutical drugs. As an independent, trained and qualified nurse prescriber, I learned that when you take drugs, they bind to receptor sites and they're inactive. Now you can take another drug several weeks later. 
that competes for that receptor site displaces all this drug back into your bloodstream and it overdoses you, a drug that you took weeks ago. Well, all these these drugs are stored in the liver, stored in the fat, and you can end up with lots and lots and lots of these drugs building up in your body till you reach a critical point. How much and what kinds of treatment have you taken? Have you ever been operated on? Have you ever had anything cut off or removed or a piece cut out and stitched together? What other kinds of treatment have you taken before? And your age and sex comes into it. And of course, the doctors are never trained in what vitality is. They look for a symptom and then they give a drug. So you give me more poison. Now, Dr. Eric is, is really interesting because I, I'm taught, you know, when someone has cancer, a fast is like taking unpaid annual leave when you're already sick. You're just going to be further depleting their, their resources of vitamins and minerals. But what Dr. Eric says is he does this fast for a few days, just two or three days. And, um, and you look for the symptoms. And if you start getting a headache and a fast pulse and sweating and irritable, you're really toxic. Because when you start doing that fast, it starts mobilizing this mucus and all these toxins to try and expel it. And your tongue will become completely furry and dirty. And you know, this at this point, it can actually kill you if you if you mobilize too many toxins at once. This is why this has to be done properly, which is what my uh, all of these people that are going to be going on these dietary healing, the very first course, are going to learn. They're going to learn how to monitor the patient using dietary healing and look for all the signs and and um, you know tweak the treatments for each. So, what you have to remember here is when you have a cold. Uh, or, you know, that's a beneficial way to eliminate waste from the cavities in your head and in your throat, copious amounts of snot. So pneumonia, the cold goes deeper and will eliminate and clean the the mucus from spongy organs. That's your lungs. A hemorrhage occurs to clean more radically. The entire system is aroused, causing a higher temperature by friction of the waste in the circulation. That proves alarming and the doctor suppresses this by drugs and food, actually blocking nature's process of healing, cleansing. And if the patient doesn't die, the elimination becomes chronic and it's called consumption. Do you see? So when you've got a cold, starts in your head with the mucus, when it goes deeper, goes into your lungs. And if you still don't clear it, you start getting blood coming out of your lungs. They call it consumption. It becomes a chronic condition. Is that, are you following me, Tim? Yep, yep. And I, I've read a lot of people in our history who died of consumption. We have um, Jonathan yeah. Edwards' uh, would-be son-in-law. Um, gosh, I'm forgetting his name right now. David something. Um, but he was a missionary to the, the to the Indians, and he died of consumption because he was constantly out in the weather. He had a heart for those people. And uh, and he literally gave his life to try to bring them the gospel. That's that's one that I can remember right off the bat. Yeah, and he would be toxic. So toothache, a toothache. Brainerd, is a Brainerd, sickness. David Brainerd. I'm I'm sorry, David Brainerd. Thank you, Mr. Woodsworth, for that. Toothache is a signal by nature to stop eating. Stop eating. I must repair. There is waste and pus. You've eaten too much lime, poor food, meat. Too much meat. So you see, uh, you know, we're, we're always taught, come here, we're always taught 
that, you know, you've got to get your teeth drilled, you've got to have a root canal, but teeth can repair as well. And actually your teeth are all connected to organs in your body. Um, stomach trouble, the central organ of disease uh, matter supply. There's a limit to the ability of this organ to digest and empty itself after a meal. There's a limit. You have your solar plexus when you've eaten and you, you feel that in here. This is why you eat slow, chew your food. It's full. Don't keep going over it. Every food, even the best kinds, are mixed with the, this acid mucus continually remaining in the average person's stomach. Um, how long can a human being stand such conditions? And so it goes on. And, you know, when people eat loads and loads and loads of food over their lifetime, you've got these little diverticular in your bowel and it gets stuck in there and you get mucus. And, you know, he, he talks, it's really interesting that, you know, when he talks, there's so much, you know, I, I've read so much, I thought I need to do this in chronological order. But when you look at what the doctors do, they're doing, they're going to do an x-ray, all their tests that they can do, expensive x-rays, scans, bloods, you actually don't need to do most of that. 90% of your diagnosis comes from what the patient tells you. 5% from your examination and the other 5% from investigations. So do you see it's such a small amount from their investigations? Now, Kate, Kate and, can, I, can uh, I interrupt you just a second? That What you're saying right there was something you were pointing out, oh, I don't know, two years ago or more when you were talking about them using these PCR tests as some sort of yeah. diagnosis, which Kerry Mullis says it's not to be used for that, and you were saying they were bypassing this whole thing and the whole Convid 1984 yeah. stuff and just going along with whatever these tests said rather than using their, their eyes and the data that they get from the patient themselves as to what's going on with them. So I think that's pretty, that's pretty important just to throw in here as, a, as something that's going on right now that they're using against us. Absolutely. And, and that's what they go back to saying. Um, oh, you can have COVID and not know. It's complete rubbish. Do you break your leg without symptoms? No, you have symptoms. Uh, headache. It's ridiculous. There's no disease that's not have symptoms. That's how we know we're sick. So, um, you know, we're, we're told to have all these diagnostic things done and we don't really need to. And when you when you do a fast, um, during a fast, you're truly on nature's operating table. Without using any knife, the cleansing and eliminating process begins when you start to fast. Um, some people do vegetable juice fasts, fasts with no fiber. So you just have green juices or carrot and apple juices. Um, or some people just choose to do water. And it begins immediately. And the knowledge contained in these lessons provide much needed. So after you've fasted, it's advisable to decrease the quantity of your customary amount of food that you eat um, and natural cleansing, mucusless foods, fruits and starchless vegetables. That's why you do the, the juicing. You know, you do carrot juice or, or the, the very special green juice is never, never, ever um, juice spinach. And also fruit juice cleanse. You're taking the fiber out, thereby affording the body ouch, the, commu- the opportunity to loosen and eliminate mucus. And that's what the Gerson therapy did. And, and it goes on. It takes two to three years to heal. Two to three years. Now, Dr. Gerson, who was another one of these pioneers, he said in his book it would take 18 months. And he said, however, the patients of the future would be so toxic, it, it would take a lot longer. Now, here's I've lived this. I've breathed it. I've eaten it. 
I did my, I did this, I did the Gerson therapy or plant-based. I did 13 juices a day, five coffee enemas a day. I did the uh, drinking of the castor oil and I did the castor oil enema. And what I noticed was my left nostril used to run continually and I'd start to hurt everywhere. And this would happen at least once a week. And I'd suddenly have spike of temperature for a day and every joint in my spine would hurt. I couldn't do this with my fingers. Just one day it would happen. And all my joints would hurt, even my toe joints. And because I was very thin, I lost weight very quickly. Um, I couldn't sit properly. Even my coccyx would hurt. And I was so bloated that I looked like I was a good, probably in my entering into my third trimester pregnancy. It came from underneath my, uh, my ribs and the gas was putrid. My tongue would be furry. My eyes would even go almost yellow color. And I would have this constant mucus. And I'm going to be really graphic because I am a nurse. And, you know, we like to talk about every orifice and everything that comes out of it. <laughs> when I used to yes. do my animus, I do. Uh, you know, nurses are the only people, I think, that delight in the size of, of feces. And actually, when I worked for British Airways, totally gross story. But it does seem to something that people do. I remember... Once a steward being so happy, he put a Union Jack flag in the end of his feces and decided to show everyone. Um, But this is, people don't look at their fecal matter. They just don't. It's this thing where, oh, no, we can't talk about poo or or pee. We're not allowed to talk about it. It's a forbidden thing. Well, and, And farting. No one's allowed to say it. It's a natural thing, but we're not allowed to do it. We're supposed to hold it in or go in a corner and cough. But I'm not saying, you know, you have to be gross with it, but it is all part of it. And when you have a lot of, I know, my, you know, we know that kids sit on each other's heads and people go pull my finger. I'm not talking about being as gross as that. But, you know, when you are, when you are detoxing, you will have gas, you will have, um, you will have mucus that you'll see in your feces. And that's what I saw masses of it, masses of mucus, mucus out my nose, especially when I would have these days. And then the next day I would feel great. Absolutely great. Now I carried on and at five years, I was still doing nine juices a day at five years. And one day I had this almighty temperature and what was like flu and the lymph nodes under my arms, which had been the size of marbles too big. Suddenly I couldn't put my arms down. They were like this big. Oh, they'll be said I'm Illuminati doing that. Uh, this big, you know, like gobstopper big. And then I had this really high temperature, lots and lots and lots of snot. And then the next day, the, the lymph nodes under my arm had gone down smaller to pea size. I couldn't hardly feel them. So that's how long it takes to do a massive, you know, that meant to me that my body had repaired and it had taken years to do it. And I was now able to, you know, have a great big clear out. What do we hear from people who are very sick? Oh, I never get ill. I never get a cold or cough. They've lost that ability to detox. So going on, when you do this, the mirror on the tongue's surface reveals to the observer the amount of encumbrance that has been clogging up the system since childhood through wrong mucus forming foods. What's a mucus forming food? Cow's milk, butter, cheese. You know, the milk from a mother's breast is completely different to cow's milk. It's completely different. It's very quickly digested. That's why your baby wakes up squawking every two hours looking for more and easily digested. 
And, and people go, oh, but the baby keeps crying. What do you want them to do? You know, put their hands up and go, mommy, I want feeding. It's their way of communicating. They only know one way to communicate at that age, and it's to cry. That's how they do it. I want feeding. I'm cold. I need a hug, whatever. So a baby that sleeps constantly and you plug it with cow's milk is not healthy. It's not healthy. It shouldn't be sleeping around the clock. You waking it up, waking it up to plug it with mucus forming milk. That's to make a baby cow grow into a big cow. Um, I can do you a whole show on the devils in the milk. So after observing this, you know, it doesn't matter how much you try and brush your tongue, it'll keep coming back. So disease, every disease is first a special local constipation of the circulation tissue system, especially the microscopically small capillaries are chronically constipated uh, through the wrong food of civilization. So, you know, your disease, the actual amount of filth and waste, which is the mysterious cause of your trouble is unbelievable. So, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, this is my thing. I have a very, very acute sense of smell. I can smell anything. I can smell if there's a mouse in, in my house that the cats have brought in and I can't find it. I can smell it. It's like an old sock. And one of the things I notice is people's breaths. I can smell people's breaths from the other side of the room. And I'm not talking if they've had onions and garlic, because I always smell of onions and garlic. I can smell this stench. It's really unpleasant from people's breasts. I have smelt that um, from patients with bowel cancer and patients that have died of cancer when we've been doing the last rites and you're preparing that patient to go to the, the mortuary. I've smelt that. And it's a very specific smell. And I smell it on people everywhere absolutely everywhere. And that is what it is. And one of the things you'll notice when people come into the hospital, which our doctors are, you know, they'll say, when did you last have, actually nurses, when did you last have your bowels open, love? Um, and old, older people, they, we were told in nursing, older people become obsessed with their bowels. Well, constipation. If you remember, if you don't go to the toilet, you start to feel wretched. Yep. You start to feel bagged up, you feel slowed down, you feel toxic, you get a bad taste in your mouth. There's your constipation. That's your gut isn't working properly. And so um, I, when I, when I was right up until I began Gerson therapy, age 46, I suffered from constipation from my late teens, late teens. And I used to take loads of laxatives and then my thyroid was down. And, and I recently went through all my bloods, incidentally. Okay. No one originally... This. Okay, can you can you hang on? Let me close out the show. You want to hang on and finish your thoughts on the other side? Okay, great. Uh, everybody, you can follow us on sonsoflibertymedia.com, top of the page there, before it's news.com, uh, top of the page. Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and we're going to let uh, Kate finish out what she's got to present to us today. Uh, Bradley, be with you at three for two hours today. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God, hear the Word of God, encourage one another, and get ready to do it all over again next week. We'll talk to you at 6 a.m. Lord willing, see you. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I wanted to get that uh, closed out. Go ahead and, and continue with what you're saying there. So, well, well basically, you know, uh, if, if you're eating a standard Western diet, which most of it isn't even food, it really isn't, um, 
then you're not going to be getting your vital nutrients and you're going to start causing this mucus buildup, which is then going to go hard and constipate your entire body. And wherever that is happening is where you're going to get the pain. So, you know, when when uh, Professor Eric talked about a fast, it would be like a juice fast for a few days and see how you are. And if you have a really profound effect of that, headaches, you feel shaky, you're in, in real trouble, but you shouldn't continue with that fast. But you shouldn't go back to, you know, eating your standard diet because the whole point of this is to get to vitality. And most doctors are allopathic quacks. Uh, they don't know even what vitality is. They're just going to give you a drug to suppress your symptoms. So if you go to your doctor and you say, um, you know, for instance, um, I've got swelling in my lower legs, I've got, you know, fluid in my feet and my hands, or I've got gout, they'll give you drugs for that. And even like diabetes, they'll give you insulin. They won't look at the foods that you're eating and tell you the foods that you need to switch to. I mean, everybody knows that if you've got especially type two diabetes, you should switch straight away to a plant based diet. So, so I'm going to finish up on this, Tim. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down into four shows because it is the foundation to everything. It really, truly is. And, you know, Dr. Gerson, which is what I did, and I, I'm walking, talking, living proof of it. And this is what we're going to be training anyone who actually I've had so much response it's incredible I just did one video in my car yesterday but we're about to do a professional video um to to you know really get this going announce it and get people in to do this course and then once our first inaugural ones go through then I'm going to be teaching it I'm also just to let you know folks I'm going to be doing um in the spring announcing it every city um I'm going to be doing food food is my medicine and Kate Shimarani, Naturalist and Toxic World at venues up and down the country where it's, you can come for four hours, have handouts, um, we'll show you the supplements, but also you're going to learn how to do this. So let's just finish with what is vitality, because it's okay to, to be ill and be given drugs by your doctor or have your, you know, part of your bowel removed and, and not get to the true reason that you've got all of this. But do you have vitality back or are you just surviving, feeling unwell and you can't reach your absolute life goals? So first, vitality does not depend primarily and directly upon food, but rather from the facts of how far and how much the function of the human engine, this is obstructed. This human engine that our creator gave us to experience this life in but he also gave us the fuel for this engine. He gave us the fuel, the fruits and the herbs. He gave us that. But do we eat it? No, we obliterate it. We even pass loads of electricity across it, which causes oxidation and it destroys all the nutrients in it. So how far the function of the human engine is obstructed, clogged up? How much are we clogged up by the obstructions of mucus and toxemias? Second, Removing zero by artificially increasing P through artificial stimulants, shaking and vibrating tissues through physical treatments is always done at the expense of V, your vitality. So when they give you drugs and do everything else and cut things off and irradiate you and poison you, 
it's done it, it, and eliminating just that symptom, it takes away your vitality. That's exactly what it does. So third, vital energy, physical and mental efficiency, endurance, superior health by pee and water alone is tremendous beyond imagination. And as soon as pee works and can work without zero, without obstruction and friction in a perfectly clean body. So what we're going to be teaching on dietary healing is what foods to use, what to put into the body, how to do it. So you reverse disease by cleaning up the entire system, restoring vitality, and therefore avoiding future disease. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Everybody says that, uh, well, <clears throat> we've got uh, just some of the conversations that, thank you, some of the conversations that are <laughs> taking place in here. And I know, guys, it's, it's because people don't talk about these things. Okay, they don't. When my mom talks about her gout or any any kind of female things, I'm just like, I'm going to go because you're talking about it at the table. We just got through eat. I don't want to hear this. My mom is like a nurse. She has She isn't, but she's like one. I don't want to hear that. So we, we've got some stuff here. Uh, Carrie says, Kate, I'm canceling our date. <laughs> and uh, some others have said, boy, this is a, I don't do it anymore. This is a this stinky is conversation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, we're not trying to make fun of it. We're trying to say there are issues that we need to look at. You know, some people use it. And this is one of the things that I just I can't fathom. I don't know if you paid attention over the last year or so. Now they're making toys with kids to play with poop. And, I mean, if you can even imagine, I don't know what kind of sick mind comes out with this, but they, they must be. Poop. Yeah, they, they, I, we had articles on that. We've got the whole, you know, emoji thing. People have little gold pendants they're wearing with that on. And you're going, what in the world? We're not trying to do that. What we're trying to say is you need to pay attention to these things because they're products of your body. And they can tell you something about what's going on in the body. So we're, I, I know everybody's kind of laughing and saying all this kind of, yeah, <laughs> if you're a mom, you're a nurse, Jennifer, you're exactly right. So, you know, we have all that kind of stuff. But I think it's important because you're exactly right. I'm not sitting there looking in the toilet bowl after I'm done. I'm just not doing that. Um, I've so, got a book. I've got a book in my <laughs> Yeah, in I know you told me. You told me. Wait there. But I want, I want, okay, she's going to go get that. I want people to understand we're not trying to gross people out. Uh, We're not trying to really make a joke out of it or anything. This, all this stuff is very important because when you're sick, all these things, whether it's your sweat, um, the way your eyes are, um, she mentioned things on the uh, sensations on the tongue. When you go to the bathroom, all of this stuff tells you something about what's going on in your body or, in some cases, what's not going on in your body. And so here she is. She's back with Everybody Poops book. Um, here's Kate. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, – I'm just going to block out the rude word, but you okay. can guess what it says. Yeah. Four letters. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate toilet humor. But, you know, I, we have these books in my downstairs toilet. Um, I've got humorous books. You know, there's this book where you poo, you know, if it's little tiny rabbit nuggets – Uh, you're in trouble. If you have to force it out, you're in trouble. You know, you should have a 0.3 second warning before it's like catastrophe. Um, You know, you need to go, you should do it. Avoiding the need. Yeah. Avoiding the need to defecate, avoiding the need to poo is the biggest cause of constipation. That's why I had a real big thing at school with my kids. When my kids want to go to the toilet, they put their hand up, they went. 
And if the teacher said, and one did dare to take me on, no, you can't go, you go at break time. When you need to go and your lesson's just started, you can't hang on to that turd for the next lesson. And you shouldn't be either. And uh, I said, no, you go. You just say, no, I need to go. Uh, and that's it. Now, um, oh, you've, you've just looking at that. So, you know, you're, it, it shouldn't, you know, I love that phrase, the ghost poo, where you know you've done one, you look down the toilet and it's gone. Um, but, you know, you, this, it's telling you if, you're, if it's floating or if it's a very pale colour, this is telling you. If it's very, very, very dark, if you've got a um, poo that smells really bad, and it's slimy, and it's really black colored, it's got blood in it. And um, not fresh blood, it's got hidden blood. These are all, and Melina, of course, when you get blood in your digestive tract, your body wants to get rid of it as quick as possible. So you'll have this Melina diarrhea, which there's nothing quite on earth smells like that. But, you know, this is our our digestive tract. We have a bit of a thing about it. Um, but, you know, these things, this is this is an elimination and feces are a byproduct of metabolism. Um, your small gut, your ileum, extracts all your nutrients. And the job of your large gut, which runs up your right-hand side, across underneath your umbilicus, down your left-hand side, into your um, rectum and out your anus, that is, that, the job of that is to absorb water. So it starts, that's why when you have an ileostomy, people have an opening onto their abdominal ward from the ileum, it's more liquid feces. By the time you have a colostomy, depending on where it is on the ascending, transverse, descending colon, it's more solid. And um, so this is, you know, what you should be looking But I'm telling you, when I was doing Gerson therapy, some of the things, and, and coffee enemas, you know, <laughs> people can laugh all they like, I'm still here. You know, when you're here 10 years after a cancer diagnosis that's deadly, then you can come find me and tell me. But um, right now, I'm holding that talking wand. Um you know, I, I did those coffee enemas, which were in the Merck medical manual. Uh, and I'm telling you, I saw things I've not seen in my nursing career. And um, I did that. And I used to feel incredibly well after it, which is the opposite of how I used to feel constipated. But gas is another byproduct. When you have a lot of gas, it means you're not digesting your food properly or your pancreas isn't working properly. Um, or you're eating loads and loads of foods that are robbing all these enzymes and you need more. So these are all, you know, ways to look at it, but you're going to learn this beautifully. But let me just go on. Um, um, uh, which well, I did that. Fourth, the limit of going without food before solid food becomes necessary under such ideal conditions is yet unknown. Now, I know... Uh, I knew a lady that had really severe eczema and asthma and she was overweight and she got talking to me uh, and I'd known her in this restaurant for years. And then I didn't go in there for a good six, seven months. And when I went in there, I was so shocked. Her eczema had completely gone and she'd done a 69 day juice and she'd had lots of carrot and apple juice and green juices and she was off her asthma drugs and her eczema had all gone and she'd lost weight and she felt great. And she was introducing her foods slowly, natural foods and raw foods to see what affected her. And she did that all on her own, which is fantastic. Um, so that's a thing to look at. Fifth, the composition of pee becomes air, oxygen and a certain quantity of water steam increases, but only in a clean body. 
through the following other agents from the infinite. Electricity, ozone, light, odor, good smells of fruit and flowers. You know, when someone is toxic, they smell and you can smell it from their breath. You can smell it from under their arms. You can smell it from their back passage. With women, you can smell it in the vaginal secretions. Remember, this is mucous membrane, as, as is the, uh, the inside of our digestive tract. And it's the same for the inside of a woman's reproductive, her vagina. I don't know whether you're allowed to say that. Why not? Anyway. Yeah, there's no problem. This is same. It's mucus. And it is naturally acidic and it's acidic for a reason. So when you start adding stuff up there that shouldn't be there, all these uh, chemical douches and everything else, then you change the pH of that. And what happens? You start to get uh, uh, dis-ease. So you have to make more mucus to get rid of whatever's growing up there that shouldn't be because you take away the acidity. And then before you know it, you've got real problems But the body, when you're eating the right foods, when you're eating the right foods and you're drinking clean water, it's going to keep everything in beautiful balance, everything. So mucus, when you see a lot of mucus, don't be afraid of it. It's your body telling you something is wrong. And when you start to do just a couple of days, a juice fast, then your body will tell you where on your body something's going on. Now, for me, When I start, I got breast cancer. I got lumps in my right breast. When I started doing Gerson therapy, I also had an undiagnosed thyroid problem. I did have a dodgy heartbeat, uh, ectopic heartbeats. My eyesight was starting to go rapidly downhill. This is just what I'm reading because of looking at the screen. It's really difficult. Um, uh, Whereas I can read perfectly all right, as long as I don't look at my phone all the time. Um, But when, you know, my eyesight was flagging, my skin was really dry. I have plantar fasciitis. My feet hurt really badly underneath when I got out of bed in the morning. I had restless leg syndrome where I couldn't keep my legs still when I was in bed. Now, I did Gerson therapy thinking I was doing it for my breast cancer, but actually I wasn't. So as soon as I started doing it, where did my symptoms come? Well, everything went. My eyesight improved within six weeks. I could read without glasses completely, uh, whereas before I couldn't. First thing in the morning, I was like, wait a minute, I haven't got my glasses on and I'm reading. Um, I had these little fat globules on the inside of my um, eyes near the inacanthus. They're gone. And yet I was told they would never go and I'd need them lasering off in my late 20s. I was told that. And the plantar fasciitis, it just went, my heart went. Um, restless legs went almost immediately. And I used to get cramps all the time in bed of my calf muscles. That went. But you know where the symptoms showed up? My gut. It blew up like a balloon. This huge, big, distended gut. So it's, it's incredible. And I would get all down one side of my body blisters. That's what I got in the first uh, two months. These little fluid-filled blisters. That's your body is detoxing. And it's doing it with all this mucus. So what does what would a doctor have done with me? Or what would I have done if someone had come into the emergency room or had, had have called NHS Direct that I worked at? They'd have had a rash and I would have wanted to know what that rash was. It must be a disease. And they need, they need something to put on that rash, some topical tr- cream. What if it's bacterial? They'll need antibiotics. Um, why have they got all this diarrhea? Why have they got all this gas? 
Um, and this reflux, oh, they must have too much acid. I'll give them an antacid for their stomach. Um, this detox, they must have they must have some infection in their stomach. And most doctors are writing out for an antibiotic within four minutes of you even reaching their room. They've already got it ready, writing out. You get a five-minute appointment to see your general practitioner in this country. Five minutes. Five minutes. That's what they allot. It's really short appointments. How can you ask your patient from head to foot going through everything? You can't. You can't. No, you're on it. So, you're on a. You're on one of those. You're on one of those little treadmills. They've they've made medicine like they've made a factory. We've got to roll them through here, get them in there, uh, prescribe something, some pill for them, kick them out the door. That that's usually how things go. And then we're going to get our kickback with, um, you know, maybe some extra extra funds at the end of the year. We're going to be taking a nice vacation down to Cancun and get on the yacht and all this other. And that's how that whole system's worked. It's become more factory that people are like cattle uh, rather than they're made in the image of God. And a lot of these doctors don't know this. In fact, Kate, let me just give you this. Not only does Elizabeth say that uh, she has burned up more calories during this this show from laughing, <laughs> but but also but also Sandy Sandy says, is there anything this lady doesn't know? I mean, really, who would know this stuff? <laughs> So somebody who's been there. Listen, let me ask you a question. If you were going to China or you were going to India or you were going to Mexico, wherever you wanted to go in the world, and you wanted to see what was important, you want to learn history, are you just going to get some kid off the street to lead you around? Or are you going to get somebody that knows the area? Probably they're much older. They know the history. They know the sites that are there and why they're there. Would you get those those kind of people? Would you get some kid off the street to take you? Well, Kate's been through it. She's been through at death's door, if you will, and she's had to learn. She's done a lot of reading. She's done a lot of experimenting, a lot of doing herself, and so that's why she knows. That's that's why she knows the things that she's bringing to you. So I want people to understand, and most people do, but I, I want to reemphasize that Kate knows because she's been there. And back from it. So uh, I just kind of want to throw that in there. And I don't know if we lost Kate or not. She's kind of froze up there. Yeah, you know, okay. um, no, no, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, just your network bandwidth is can low. You hear so we, me, Tim? The, yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, yeah, 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 I can hear you. It's okay, really, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. We can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you, you are what you eat. You are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells. And no amount of exercise or prescription medication is an offset for a good, uh, sorry, it's an offset for a poor diet. So, you know, this, the whole thing now is they're making the healthcare system, healthcare, what a joke. It's not a healthcare. It's a disease care. They're making you sick, keeping you sick, charging you for it. But unfortunately, it's going to be right out of our, our, our paycheck and we won't be able to afford it. And wouldn't you rather be so well and healthy and know how to do it, your entire family healthy, so you never get sick? Because people keep coming to me asking me, do I want med bed is another thing where you can do what you like, eat all the garbage of the day, and you can get on a med bed and fix it. Now, do you think those med beds are going to be available to the likes of you and I? No. This is another thing that's going to be elitist. 
a two-tier system. And we're told, you know, in the UK, we're told the NHS, it's the envy of the world. No, it's not. No one emulates it because it's not the envy of the world. And when you see a hospital, a hospital with uh, the most appalling food served up to its inmates, I mean, a croissant, a box of cornflakes and a tea, it's rubbish, absolute garbage. It's neither going to heal you. There's not enough protein there for tissue synthesis. Certainly not going to make you well. No, they're just going to, you've got bowel problems. They're going to start giving you drugs and cutting out pieces of your bowel. I know a practitioner and um, she's involved in, in all that we're doing and I'll be announcing it soon, but one of her patients had ulcerative colitis and this particular lady through dietary healing within three years um, had healed. And this is absolutely incredible. Uh, and this is what people need to know because I, when I went to university and did my prescriber course, when I was sitting at the interview, there were a couple of nurses there who worked at a clinic, a clinic where you go and visit your clinic and you, you know, your doctor sees how you're getting on. And it was for um, colitis and Crohn's. So it was a bowel clinic, colitis and Crohn's clinic. I got chatting to them and they knew nothing, nothing about dietary healing. These patients were told um, what to eat and what to avoid. So they were told to avoid vegetables because it would flare up their gut. It would make them have more diarrhea. They were told to eat white bread and pasta. Total poison, total poison. And I chatted with them for ages and I thought, oh, good Lord. You know, we, we can't repair this rubbish system. We have to build a system alongside it that's going to overtake it. And it's one where we each take responsibility for our own health, work within our communities, know the people. And I know that there's um, the Health Commons, they've got an app that they're going to be launching where you load your stories onto the app. It's our app, the people. And we're aiming that all medical notes are ours. Our, if you think about it, you keep your bank statements. Um, you keep all your private letters. You keep your certificates. You keep your mortgage statements. You keep everything like that yourself. But your medical records about your body, they keep. They keep. And they're about to give them to everybody, the police and everyone, whoever wants to read them. Your private medical records should be yours. Nobody should have access to them unless you want them to. Amen. Unless you That's right. Want them to. It's none of their business. So this, is what, this is what the Health Commons is aiming for, where your medical records stay with you. They stay with you. And nobody has access to them. No, let me tell you, this is what happens. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you as a nurse, and if there's any nurses watching this, they'll know. Let's say this is the patient's notes. It's actually a garden planner book. Patient comes in. They've got their notes. And this is what used to happen. They'd come out of theatre with their notes. So maybe we were, we were recovering them. We'd have a look through their notes. We'd have a look. You know, same in clinic. You might have a quick look in the notes. They don't want people looking in the notes. So if you're a nurse or a doctor, they write right across your notes in red, nurse or doctor. Wow. Everybody goes through then has a right good look at the notes. They have a read at everything. This is fact. And who have got the biggest gobs? Some nurses. This is supposed to be confidential. Why are your notes there? And, you know, it doesn't matter how much everyone signs confidentiality clauses and all the rest of it. Your medical notes 
should not be there. And I always think it's a dichotomy. If we've got a doctor, a cardiologist, um, a pathologist is someone that looks at dead and dying. A hematologist looks at blood. Um, you've got a gastroenterologist looking at your gut. Why do they need to see all of our notes then? Because they believe that each system is just a box. So I, I kind of am against this. This argument about, well, what if they're unconscious? Well, if they're unconscious, it's A and E. Let me tell you, when someone has a kebab and 10 pints of beer and then gets ran over and they're unconscious, um, you know, they generally will vomit all of it straight back up. Always. In fact, when they vomit, they've usually had 10 pints of beer, which is great. Um, but you don't you're not looking to say, well, oh, have you got anything else wrong with you? No, you, it's ABC, airway, breathing, circulation, disability, environment. You follow um, advanced trauma and life support. So all of those things can be found out later. You know, you'll know in your, your patient, if, it's, if your patient's diabetic and you don't know and they're unconscious and they're not wearing one of these little uh, necklaces to tell you they're diabetic or bracelets, they'll soon have symptoms that will let you know that they're diabetic. Their blood sugar will start to go right up. So again, asymptomatic does not exist. It's a complete lie. So this is where... I want to do a series of shows and I'm going to do it really slowly starting next week where we're not just going to talk about, yes, when you see mucus, don't try and stop it. Get rid of it. Give it a helping hand down your nostril if you don't have a tissue. Incidentally, folks, as soon as you've laughed, I've been, I have been all over the world. I've had a very privileged life. You know, I joined an airline because I couldn't afford to travel and then you get paid uh, for doing your job, for, for going all over the world. It's great. But I remember being in Japan and they consider it dirty to have a handkerchief. They literally will empty their noses, as will a lot of cultures. They do it in the Middle East. And of course, us as Westerns, we're like, that's, dis- that's disgusting. It's disgusting. Filthy pigs have got, they've got no manners. They're not using tissues. They're just blowing it out their nose. I, I have to disagree. You know, I used to be a bit like that. But like I say, having not had a tissue yesterday anymore, because mine was so full, and then I literally blew it out my nose. That was it. I was great the rest of the walk. And my friend Katrina can vouch for it because she was gagging beside me, calling me every dirty minx under the sun. And then I said, hey, I feel great. You need to try that. And I'm not saying do it in the street. But if you go to the Middle East, or you go to Japan and places, you'll see people doing this into the road. Uh, I'm not saying do it. But well, you see that down cause. south. Down south guys are like that, too. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, really get one going and spit out, but you shouldn't be swallowing it. What happens when our kids get coughs and colds and they have all this snot? Oh, I tell them, I tell them. swallow it. Yeah, I tell my kids, especially, you know, you get up first thing, you go take a shower and that stuff is so heavy when you get like that in your throat and you'll cough and you'll just feel it come up. And it's like, just spit that out. That stuff is the infection there. Get it out. Because if you keep swallowing it, it's just but making more of it. it. Yeah. It's just well, making more of it. That's Nurse Tim it, for you. They get sick. Yeah, they get sick, don't they, Tim? You've had 10 kids. Yeah. Kids are great. They sure. can hurl from one end of the room to the other. And, and I'm always amazed that they hurl on the day that you've just changed their bed linen. They wait for you to change their bed linen before they hurl. And they manage to hit every teddy everything in fact my twins their cots were toe-to-toe when they shared a room when when I was at my other house and one day I thought what is that smell (laughs) my girl twin had hurled out of her cot and all over a brother in his cot nice they can hurl that but 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. But, you know, when my kids would, and kids get lots and lots of coughs and colds. Why? Because they're born into this toxic environment from a, a sterile environment. And so they're building their immunity and they're detoxing. This is what they're doing. And we shouldn't be suppressing that. We should be letting this snot, <laughs> let the snot out. And um, and when they get these temperatures, I'm not talking, you know, you, you shouldn't be tepid sponging a child. I think I've covered this before, but you certainly strip them off and you just give them a cold drink and, you know, keep the temperature down. Uh, just put a light sheet over them. And what happens is it allows the body, because the, the body puts the temperature up to kill bugs, then all the snot is to carry out. And this is where we go again back to what is a virus? What is a virus? And when we have uh, one or two types of exosomes coming out, our bodies can handle it. We do this detox. It's when we're overwhelmed and we have loads coming out, we start to see cytokine response, cytokine storm. Yeah. So the whole, so, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Let me let me try to boil it down. You know, because I've learned a lot of it from you and from the doctors and nurses we've had on. In, in in addition to just the experiment experience of a father of ten kids over twenty seven years, by the way, just uh, so I don't forget this, I, I want to bring this up for people um, <clears throat> because today is February the fifth, and uh, as you can hear in the background, I've got people up. But uh, February the fifth is my oldest daughter who will be taking uh, Kate's program. She's down in Miami now doing her doctorate. She wants to somehow be into nursing and stuff. So she's uh, she's going to take um, a Kate's course. But my eldest daughter is uh, – whoops, that's the wrong thing today. Uh, let me put it right there. <laughs> that's my eldest. This was from last year, January of last year. Yep, I was a baby face then. Um, she turns 26 today. Happy birthday, baby. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm – Hopeful that uh, what's going to happen is is that we're going to see her as the next generation coming in and doing the things behind you that you've learned that she, hopefully she won't have to learn. She eats, for the most part, she eats very well. Um, she, I've told people she's a ball of energy, and that's largely because she doesn't get into a lot of toxins. And I just, I'm like, can I still like... 20%, 10% of that uh, to get the energy that you have there. So I wanted to toss that in. Kate, um, do you got some last words to build up people? They're already looking for, um, looking forward to next week's show. There are several people are already saying that in the chat. And then what I'm going to do is once you're done, I'm going to play something because we played doc, uh, Pastor Artur, and he was telling the people yesterday about taking the stand. You're going to have, you may have to pay a price, blah, blah, blah. And he was recounting his own situation and we got word that he was arrested last night, too. I'm going to play a little section of that, but I want to give you the last word on the subject uh, to set us up for next week. Are you there? Lost some bandwidth. So, yeah, okay. everybody can do this. Everything I ever learned. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. And in nursing. I had to unlearn when I was. Everything I learned in nursing, uh, the majority of it, probably 80% of it, I had to unlearn when I was almost leaving my children. It was an absolute blessing because it, it, it pushed me to learn everything that I know today. 
And it's, I know it's saved people's lives. And, and that's not me. I haven't saved their lives. They've saved their lives themselves. That is exactly what they've done. And the job of a nurse is to do everything for a patient to do it. They had necessary will, strength or knowledge to get them to a complete recovery or aid them to a painful, dignified death. I believe it was Henderson, the 1966 quote, to make sure that everyone is a Equipped with the knowledge because knowledge is power and I, I don't want to kind of go down with this in me and what I see now um, I've done all your health and they're creating a system that we, we can't fit into that's okay it's a time leave them to it we are going to get cracking and we and with people coming on this dietary healing course and there's going to be more courses you're even going to learn so that if you do have blood tests, you're even going to know how to read your bloods. You're going to know. So no doctor is going to be able to, you're not going to be putting your health. I'm going to leave you with this. It was Arthur Miller, the playwright, who was married to Marilyn Monroe, um, who said, and I was diagnosed, kept me going. When we put our trust in idols, we become but children. When we put our trust in God, therefore ourselves, we become open to infinite awareness and possibilities. What that means is when you put all your faith in a doctor, an idol, you become but a child. Think about it when you go to the doctor. When you put your trust in God, therefore yourself, God is within us. This is the house of God. You become open to infinite awareness and possibility. And what will happen is everything you need to know will suddenly come in your path or you won't need to seek it very far. So I'm going to guide everybody now over the next year with little snippets on this show. And then it will be backed up with my videos and you'll be backed up and allowed. This is not the only course we're doing. This is going to be a continued course. It was Florence Nightingale who didn't want nurses registered because she said, we'll stop learning. You don't have to be a nurse to do this. You can be someone who just wants to learn how to heal using food and everything else, because that is what an family and you'll have no need for the hospital kills unless it is indeed an emergency. Amen. Amen. Kate, we thank you and we appreciate you. I'm going to play this little thing. So if you need to take care of your daughter, that's fine. But thank you for your time. Thank you for the information. I think it's helped a lot of people in getting that out. And I want to re- I want to just kind of clarify something when she's talking about. Go ahead. Oh, I think she's cut out. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Let, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and <clears throat> mute that. Okay. Thank you again. I want to clarify something. For those of you who, who don't have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have God inside you. You don't have the Holy Spirit inside you. Jesus said it was, it was, it was so important that he left the earth in order to go back to the Father because if he didn't go, the Spirit would not come. And he said he will be with you and he will be in you. And John writes that he will guide you into all truth. So what Kate is saying is that those of us who are believers, all right, have the Spirit of God. If you don't have the Spirit of God, the Bible says you are not His. And if you claim you're a Christian and you don't have the Spirit of God, you're still living the same lawless life that you were living before, then you're in need of repentance, That means a change of mind, which results in a change of action. 
a change of life. And that can only come as God grants it to you through the preaching of the gospel about his son, the Lord Jesus, who came and gave himself for sinners. That's lawless people. In order, and that's not just, you know, somebody who gets put in jail. There are a lot of people who are acting lawless according to God's law who are running free in our in our in our world. Okay. But the call is to repentance and to turning from the life that we were doing to a life that glorifies God, Ephesians 2.10, and does good works, works that are considered good as God defines them. Now, with that said, before I close out the show, and I'm going to just play this video out, so I'm going to close it out now, but I'm going to play the video. It's about seven minutes, and we're going to, I'm going to show you Artur. Not only have we seen him in the past, not only have we had him on the show, but Pastor Artur was arrested last night after he gave that speech that you heard at the first of the show, and what I want you to do is I want you to, the things that I'm going to admonish you to, listen to Bradley today at three for two hours, okay? Two, get together with the people of God somewhere tomorrow. Read the word. If you don't have, a, if you don't have an elder there, get together with them and read the word of God. The word of God can stand on its own. I don't have to sit here. Look, as a former uh, guy who started church plants and stuff. I used to do the study. I used to bring out the Greek. I used to bring out the Hebrew and the Aramaic and all of that stuff. And that's part of a pastor's job is to make that easy to understand for his congregation. But get together. The Word of God read by itself has power. Some people don't believe that. You've seen me. I'll just go and read the context. What does it say? It has power to change the lives of men and women. It really does. Get together and read that. Encourage one another. Don't sit around and say, well, what does that mean to you? What, what does it mean? What does it mean in the context? And let it impact the lives of those around you. Gather with your neighbors. Invite some friends over for lunch tomorrow or today or whenever. And read the Word of God with them. Use that. The people can't unhear what you tell them. And the Spirit of God is going to deal with those for whom Christ died. He, he's going to deal with them. You don't worry about who Christ died for. You worry about being faithful and giving that word. Do that and encourage one another, build one another up, and then be ready. Take that day of rest to be ready to go out and obey the word of God in the week. All right? I'm going to finish with this. This is Pastor Artur. He was videoing this live uh, during his arrest, and uh, we're going to close it out from here. Check it out. Whoops, I've got it blocked. From the rally in Leduc. So I'll see what the officers want. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, sir, I just stopped your uh, vehicle there because I noticed uh, the registered owner has a warrant for his arrest. Oh, okay. Adam Sos here for Rebel News, and I am joined once again by Sarah Miller for an update and now the fourth arrest of Pastor Arthur Pawlowski since the onset of he these COVID-19 restrictions. Is what he's being. We can get into the details of what happened, and for folks out there, we do have an interview coming soon with Pastor Arthur Pawlowski himself. But numerous people are attending these events. Numerous people are alongside Pastor Arthur Pawlowski. Is it just me, or does it seem like he's being singled out? And I would say, I'm not putting these words in your mouth, outright harassed. As a pastor? I mean, singled out, I think, is certainly um, arguable. The The thing about it is that it seems that the police are looking for reasons to have him arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent arrest results from a warrant that was issued back in the middle of December. 
Um, as you know, our viewers know, Arthur knows, I know, he's been arrested and, and processed in the criminal justice system since middle of December. Why they didn't clear that warrant at first instance mm-hmm. is certainly questionable. It, mm-hmm. it seems to me like they're trying to keep things outstanding so that they can pick him up at, as you say, an event where many people are there. They don't really care about the others, but they want to get Arthur, so this is maybe a way to get him. To keep no, no, no. no. Let, let me pause that a second. <clears throat> this is not about they don't care about the others. This is exactly why they're doing it, to intimidate the others. Okay? I'm going to have this video up on sonsoflibertymedia.com in the archive, so you can check it out yourself. And um, <clears throat> Mateo is saying that uh, this was four days ago, but I, it's this is up by Rebel News today, so I don't know. Maybe they're behind or something. I don't know. Uh, but it looks like he's got the same sweatshirt he had on yesterday when he made the speech. In any case, I'm not going to argue any of that. I'm going to put it in the archive. This is exactly what this is for. It is to intimidate everybody else to say, if you don't stand down, this is what's going to happen to you. We're going to target you. We're going to stalk you. We're going to arrest you. We're going to humiliate you. We're going to go after your family. We're going to do all of this kind of stuff. And I'm going to have up the, uh, there's one more. Let me just play this real quickly. I know I told you I was ending the show, but let me play this really quickly because it's only a few seconds long. And I want you to hear the words of tyrants, okay? You you need to hear it if you haven't heard it. This is the Ottawa police chief Nazi saying that he's going to investigate and prosecute these people who would dare support these truckers, all right? Take a listen to what he says. There is no facilitation of food, water, fuel, logistics, or funding. If you dare. Remember this police service or any other police service that I am aware of. Let me repeat. There is no supply of food, water, fuel, logistics, or anything else that relates to enabling this demonstration by any member of the Audible Police Service or any other police service that I am aware of. Should that information come to me, you can be clear. As chief of police in this service, chief of the I Nazi Gestapo investigation, I will use the full extent of the Police Service Act and, if relevant, the Criminal Code to pursue charges against such a member who would do that. All right, th- this guy is no facilitation is basically saying. Here's what he's saying: If you dare to obey the Lord Jesus Christ and love your fellow man to provide for them, I I had one a, a major eye-opener from my pastor this past week when he talked about the command not to steal. He said, "If you the, the passage in James, if you see your brother naked and destitute of food and said, be warmed and filled and go your way, in the, he said, you are stealing from him if you have the ability to provide for him. You're stealing from him. Yeah, it's your stuff, but your resources are held with an open hand <clears throat> to give to others. I've had it done to me. I'll tell you, it's a very humbling thing, and it's one of those things where not only do you thank the people, you go back and you say, God, thank you for meeting my needs through your people. We go back to the source. We thank the person for doing it, for being obedient, and we thank God because he moved upon that person's heart 
to help us. We should be doing that. This guy is saying, if you're an officer and you dare help your neighbor, you dare love your neighbor, you dare stand against us, we're going to investigate you and we may arrest you and prosecute you and this, that, and the other. I want you to get a good look at this guy. This guy right here is a tyrant. He is a little dictator. He is a 10th pot hat tyrant. He needs to be marked out by the people as the enemy of the people. He never needs to hold office ever again in public service. You need to mark this guy out. Whatever his name is there. Blocksflack. Peter Block. I don't know. I can't even read his tag there. You need to mark him out as an enemy of the people, Canada. You need to mark him out. You need to mark out those RCMP guys who were in there telling the the truckers they're going to tow their truck, they're going to arrest them, and all of this other stuff, the little Nazi haircuts, and wanting to tell them, we're going to have a a talk with you. And basically, we're going to listen to what you have to say. We'll pass it up the line after we go and abuse you. Now, anybody that knows me knows... I'm not violent. I I walk I got in some fights in elementary school and junior high school and I learned all of that. I learned I try to divert from a fight anytime I can. But the fact of the matter is they're bringing the fight to our door. Read the book of Amos. They're bringing the fight to our door. And the fact of the matter is, we better get wise to their game, and we better put on the full armor of God. The armor's there because you're in a battle. If you're not in the battle, if you're not feeling the repercussions of things that are going on, it's because you're not in the fight. You're still in the stadium. You're still watching the the guys, as Bradley says, in tights fighting over a pig ball. That's what you're doing. Oh, you might be a keyboard warrior, and you're a little angry, and this, that, and the other, and you, you, you want to have the testosterone go out into your keyboard, but the fact of the matter is you're not in the fight. You're not in the fight. And when people get in the fight, they will win. But here's the key. Here's the key. Listen. You cannot be in this spiritual battle, and it is a spiritual battle. You cannot be in this spiritual battle unless you're right with God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Look, everybody knows, right up under my desk, okay? I have weapons. I have no problem in using a weapon. But my weapons in this battle, at least at this point, are not carnal. They are mighty through God, in the tearing down of strongholds. It's not talking about physical strongholds because we don't have physical weapons. That's not what we're using. We're talking about this right here, the mind. We're to tear it down. This is why the need for repentance. Go look it up. Repentance is a change of, we talked about this with James Martinez, being renewed by, or being changed by the renewing of our minds, Romans 12. This is what we're, this is what we have to focus on. This is why, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say, there are shows out there, there are podcasts out there who say the right things, but they miss the spiritual context of having the power of God behind them. 
And then there are shows like ours. We're not the only ones. There are others who are doing it. Who take and they point out the problem. They point out the solution. And they're saying the same things as some of the godless people are saying. But they have the power of God behind them. That's the difference. That's all the difference. Because if you go out there in the arm of the flesh, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get the arm of the flesh right back and you're going to get squashed. You're going to get squashed. Our forefathers appealed to heaven. That was an appeal to God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And they won the day. Yeah. Did they have bloodshed? Yeah. Was there sacrifice? Yes. Just like what Pastor Artur said at the first of the show. But they won the day. And why? Because it was of the power of God behind them fighting their battles for them, even going before them. Guys, have a great day. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys 6 a.m., Lord willing, on Monday morning. Adios.